So, how about this? I am not going to mess this one up just to fuck with Rafiq. My <laughs> name is Alan Dempsey. <laughs> and I am Rafiq Shaheen. And with us, our guest today, he is a feature act here in Tampa. He's the leader of the Tampa Bay Kickball League and a very talented gentleman. Hugh Carey. Woo! Yeah, we actually did one right for once. Well, I don't even know what right means nah. in the context of <laughs> this podcast. It sounds right. I mean, we said, right. look, I said words, and they came out, and they were uh, intelligible. Eh, so. It's a big improvement for you. <laughs> oh, 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 cutting deep, Shane. All right, jump into it. It's it's on you, Rafiq. Okay. Uh, so, Hugh, uh, we are so happy to have you here. There is something I have been dying to ask you about for as long as I've known you because I have never really understood it, but I know that you and Shelly are both big into it, and I would love for somebody who's in that lifestyle to explain. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. I do not understand astrology at <laughs> all because to me, right, every time I talk to somebody about astrology, they are like, they always go like the very basic, like these are signs, these are stars, these are moon phases. And I go like, that's great. But like, why don't the ones from India count or like the Japanese <laughs> ones or like the ones from Africa? Because they're not white. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's it's, obvious. I mean, that's it, all that matters these days in it's, America. It's just a bummer that people like us sometimes have have to explain to who <laughs> I mean, you'd think you'd pick up who have been putting it down now for right. like 400 years. No, um, yeah, I mean, that's a valid question. I am by no means an expert in astrology. I am very intrigued by it. Um, I was, uh, I used to be very involved in the pagan and metaphysical community here in, in Florida. Uh, I had two businesses that surrounded selling those products. Um, but as far as me being an authoritative figure when it comes to astrology, I can't get into the depths of it. But what I can say is all of it does count. I think what most people don't understand is with astrology right now, it's just Western tropical zodiac that kind of has taken over. So it's like the, it's colonized astrology. So there is Egyptian astrology. There is Vedic uh, astrology. What the hell is Vedic? Uh, Hindu so if I've never if, heard that word before. Uh, like Ayurveda, I mean, it doesn't. Ayurveda. I mean, it doesn't. We are above a kava shop. I would assume <laughs> the sounds of ridiculousness would permeate above at some point. You know, I mean, belonging to the you know the better. You know, it's something I wouldn't normally yeah. come across. It's white know. girl astrology is what pretty much <laughs> runs the world girl. right now. Basic bitch astrology. Okay. So, Can you write a book called yeah. Basic Bitch Astrology? I, if you Googled it now, I'm probably going to say 99% chance for sure there's at least seven titles okay. currently <laughs> existing on Amazon. It's probably, it's actually, it's not separate books. It's a series. It's like the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. So like Basic Bitch Astrology, number one, number two. Yeah. And they're just different colors of pink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's all they are. And only the truly devout can tell the difference between. <laughs> right. I'm more of a dark pink basic bitch. Oh, sure. Um, I'm further along in the series. <laughs> it's about as pink as my asshole. So Whoa. That's, that's how far you go. Hey. That's how you know you've made it. You've been initiated. Okay. <laughs> so how did you get into it? Like what started off uh, with it's it actually a, a really interesting story. So the path that took me down into the weird amalgamation of shit that I've been involved in since like my early twenties was I used to work at Chase Bank, actually right oh, down here on Fourth uh, Street. 
Same here. I, well, so I worked for Washington Mutual before I did they too. got... I worked really? for WAMU. I was oh, working yeah. for WAMU before Chase just, came in. And it's, there's so much evil in this room. There's <laughs> metaphysiology. There's astrology. Oh, I haven't even there's, rolled my eyes in the back of my head Yeah, there's yet. banking. There's paganism. It's just... You don't understand. This is how we form the triangle of the Illuminati. Right. I actually have a diesel truck. I'm going to roll some coal in here just to really make it a cherry mm, on top of the good, cake here. Good, good, good. Fuck the planet. Um, <laughs> so I was working at Washington Mutual Bank, ironically, at the time before they got shut down. I was actually there the day that the um, the 2008 crisis happened. Ooh. The FDIC actually came in and told us, you got to go home. We're afraid that if people find out that the bank is failing, they're going to come and take all their money out. Anyways, as I was working What there, was your, I mean, were you just bank teller, no power guy, or um, were you up in the, you know? Yeah, so being gay, you can only be a gay, a gay <laughs> Bank teller. They don't let gay people do anything important other than just like stay in there and hand out money. Um, I don't oh, know if you guys I know thought, that. I thought he was one of us. Yeah. No. You know. Basic bitch fag right here. Um, so I was working there as the you know premier bank teller at mm -hmm. WAMU, and there was a lady that would come in every week, and she had these checks. And on the check, it would say, thank you so much for the reading. And after a while, she and she, ironically, she lived like two doors down from the bank. It was on 4th Street next to CVS. <laughs> like in the same like, shopping plaza? Yeah, she <laughs> literally lived like right next door. So she would come in and I and eventually I was, you know, kind of curious. I'm like, hey, you know, what, is, what does it mean? Like, what do you do for a living? Because in the notes, it would just say, thanks for the reading. And she goes, oh, I'm a psychic and I'm a medium and I do tarot readings. And I'm like, okay somebody's buying in your bullshit. And I'm just like, all right. So she would come in, but she was like making banks. I don't know if she was pulling like a... <laughs> I, like how, I like how your interest was purely mercenary. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, was, I wasn't really interested in it on a metaphysical. I just wanted that money. Listen, bitch was bringing in some cash. She knew what the fuck she was doing. Even if she was full of shit, she was good enough to convince people that she was oh, yeah. banking. Here's my question though, in that regard. If she's making bank... I understand coming in to make deposits, but if she ever asked to check her balance, obviously she's not that good. Oh, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> There's a difference between being a medium and a psychic. In yeah, of stupid. How do you yeah. not know that? <laughs> Fuck. Also, I, she never did check her balance. So uh, okay. I don't know, but... I, I should have put her to the test. Right? <laughs> I should have really been like, you know, uh, you know, you got an NSF right now. You don't have enough funds or something. I don't know. It could, it would have been interesting to so see. So what, what takes you from she's making money to, ah, let me give this a shot. So I was like, all right, I'm an atheist, whatever. I'm not going to buy into no bullshit, but I'm like curious. So she came in one time and I said, how do I get one of these readings? She goes, okay, well, this is how it works. She said, um, I'll give you my phone number. You call me. And it was her cell phone, not one of those 900 charge by the minute things, mm -hmm. not no Miss Cleo scam. Although they probably were making bank. Um, oh yeah. She like, before she went away, she was like a multimillionaire. Yeah. She Shocking. was from New Jersey, by the way, Yeah, no. not even from Jamaica. <laughs> Um, nah, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's not awesome. a real Jamaican shaman. You know, the tarot shamans of Jamaica that have made their way around the world. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, I want to do a reading. And she says, all right, here's my phone number. Call me. But before you call me, I want you to write down 10 questions you're wanting answers to. And what she does is she does a tarot reading first, and then she does a channeling. And a channeling is when somebody 
supposedly speaks to someone that is no longer alive. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. I know some dead people and I wanted to know like how valid was this? So I wrote down 10 questions and oh, another thing is, is if you, if she didn't answer the 10 questions that you had, that you, that you wanted to know answers for in the reading, you didn't have to pay her. I'm like, well, that's a fair shake, right? Like I'm not going to lose anything by just doing this. So I did it. I called her bitch blew my mind and i'm like all right i mean she the things that really it wasn't the tarot reading that got me it was the channeling okay um because this was right before facebook even started so like two thousand it was like 2008 during the crash um and there was really no way that she could find this sort of like length of detail about my aunt who had passed away and it was like so specific one of the things that she said during the channeling is she said uh she goes, your aunt wants to know where the Taco Bell dogs are. And I'm like, how in the fuck would she know that? It was just like this little inside joke me and my aunt had. And I was like, okay, this is starting to really freak me out. And then I was like, all right, there's got to be something more to it. So that literally was the, the jumping off point into my exploration into shit that is unknown and, you know, consciousness and spirituality and whatnot so that's kind of the it was it was just like a weird happenstance that it happened to be someone that i saw all the time and she was the one all right so you said earlier that you're um not agnostic uh atheist so like would you consider yourself spiritualist now or do you still go like there is no god but like ghosts are real like <laughs> i don't know how to answer that question because i was an atheist up until very recently I was an atheist in the sense that I didn't believe that there was one omnipotent presence that controlled everything. Cause okay. I figured like, if you are that powerful, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Wasting your time with this bullshit. Cause secondly, you fucked up bad. Cause this yeah. is a mess. So until very recently I've become agnostic only in the sense, because I felt like there have been interesting things that have taken place that either I'm applying my own personal bias or belief towards, and I can't explain it. And even if I could, I, you know, the more you look into it, the more kind of crazy you become. So I'm pretty much just agnostic. Okay. But then I that's, that was like, tarot was the, the, uh, the, the gateway drug into spirituality <laughs> for me. Just heal the back alley. We're like, come on, baby. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> You got any more of them tarot cards back no, there? baby. Yeah. You got that fool that's hanging upside down, baby? Hell yeah. The fool card. That's hilarious. <laughs> so you actually have, uh, because I've seen you at shows do this for other comics before, you actually do tarot readings now, right? Yeah. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. So I, when I, that really was the thing. So I went head first into him. Like, all right, this bitch knows something. I want to know how she knows it. Like, how does she figure it out? Because it was over the phone. Because you can do cold reading. Like, you right. can literally... I mean, it's a proven fact that you can basically extrapolate information from somebody just by looking at them and understand like what they're thinking, or you can kind of guide people, but it was over the phone. And like I said, my aunt had been dead for a few years and this was before Facebook. So I was like, I want to tap into what, was, what she knows. What was the length of time between give me these questions and then the reading? What do you mean? Like, oh, was it the next day, the next um, week? It was like a week, okay. about a week. Yeah. Cause I wanted to get it as soon as possible. Sure. And, um, that, I don't know. Yeah. It was about a week. So, but yeah, so I do readings. I, yeah, I've got very involved in tarot. I based, and then after I left the bank, I started my own company. Basically I had two metaphysical stores and I had started a subscription box so, service. What please hold on. I got, I'm sorry. Second time I've heard you say metaphysical. Yeah. Right. That was my question. So, so I say metaphysical in the sense of like, not like a, 
a store that sells bullshit like crystals and tarot and s- ritualistic supplies. So tools. I have. So this is not a. There's no. Half of my demographics literally sitting down. <laughs> sitting down there, <laughs> drinking kava. There's a lot yeah. of unique, uh, new agey shit down there. Yeah. For those that don't know, we record this above a kava place. Yeah. Um, and just for the record. I'm so glad we don't have to record this in the Kava bar because <laughs> right. I can't stand Kava bars. Kava bars are the methadone clinics Dude, of coffee shops. I oh, yeah. really enjoy Kava a lot, especially when I'm not drinking. Just do heroin. Well, yeah. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm in a sober period, it's nice to have some. So, by the way, that is a total bullshit. I, I'm not sober from drinking Kava. That Don't let anyone tell you this is a sober bar. Because no. it fucking ain't. Yeah, I saw the sign on the door that says no drugs in here. It's like, you're yeah, selling yeah. them. Yeah, you're <laughs> selling both coffee and kava. It literally hits the same receptor in your brain. <laughs> right. yeah. It's like no competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this but, is our um, street, bitch. Yeah, I really enjoy kava. But every time, uh, okay, I, every time I go to a kava bar... I just every third person I'm. Well, oh, look at this fucking guy. Yeah. Oh Jesus, look at this one. I, 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 you also have to wonder: Do they say the same about me? <laughs> right. Because yeah. I also am like, oh man, here's that fucking guy. Right. I, for some reason, I can't get the idea of what he said of like this is our street out of, out of my head now because I imagine the dude downstairs like slamming someone's hand on the table and like pulling out a machete and being like, "You think you can bring your fucking weak ass drugs in here, <laughs> yeah, bitch?" Keep your coffee at the door. This is a kava only establishment. It's pimpy so, and strong. Metaphysical. My understanding of that word, my understanding of that word is it's more of a uh, philosophical thought experiment. Like it has nothing to do with channeling or any of that stuff. It's like the thought experiment of it, is morality real or whatever that kind of shit. Like that's like if you buy a book called Metaphysics, mm. it's going to be it's going to be like philosophy like Descartes and shit like that. Right. So what does it mean to have a metaphysical store? So, I mean, I guess you already explained it. It's crystals and you know, I think really metaphysical in a, in an umbrella term when you're talking about spirituality really means combining consciousness and, and science with spirituality to create whatever nonsense you want to believe in. Okay. Um, and I say that loosely cause there's like the new agey side of metaphys of the metaphysical community. And then there's like the pagan occult side where they don't always like mesh well. Mm-hmm. So you have like your crystal people and your hippie, like, you know, weed smoking DMT people. And then you've got your, like, I only do Thelema and I only practice, you know, ancient occult ways. And I'm a purist when it comes to rituals and all right, that like, shit. So, like you had a stock of chickens in the back room and you're like, Oh, Hey Bob, like, so these that, are for yeah. Like, so that'd be more on the ritualistic side. So that would be voodoo. Um, more so, than um, any well, yeah. How know, much killing children, <laughs> Eat, drinking unbaptized babies' blood versus you know? Oh, oh Democrats! And, yeah, hey, 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 hell yeah! I took the thing and I made it into the other thing. <laughs> um, I would totally drink some adrenochrome if it was sitting here right now. If it would help the bags under my eyes, oh, I'm God. not lying. How much do you think? So you you get into a modern American Satanist, right? Okay. Those people are not theistic. They don't actually believe in a being called Satan. 
Well, it's it depends more, on when you when you say Satanist because there are two variations. You right. have the Church of Satan, and then you have the Satanic Church. Right. So there's there's actual Satan worshippers. Those are not part of the Satanic Church. That's part of the Church of Satan. Then you have the the non-theistic ones like Levi or what's his name? Um, Levi. Uh, not Anton. Well, Anton Levi. He was the the preliminary founder of the Satanic Church. But are the first church. I get them mixed up. But then there's the ones that are like for liberal leaning movements and women's rights. Oh, the current ones that are trying to get statues up. Right. Stuff. I can't think. They're of it's, they're doing. I that think almost, they're called American Satanists or something. Oh God, I, I'm, sh- I'm gonna get slapped by everybody I that love, knows me. For I mean, there's part of me that loves the fact that like this the Church of Satan in a broad umbrella term has essentially had the same fracturing as like Lutherans. Because they're like, oh, I'm sorry, your book is old, our book is yeah, new. Right. <laughs> it's all bullshit. But all of it. Here's here's where I was going with that. So you've got, for the sake of this argument, you've got the people who call themselves Satanists who are not theistic. They do not right. legitimately pray to a thing that they believe exists. Right. Then you've got kind of the chaos magic people okay. who don't necessarily believe in a spiritual realm. They kind of just believe that you can kind of tap into the code yes. of reality. So I guess my question is how much of like the people at the Kava bar or the people going to your store, how many of those people are, no, we just think this is a philosophy or we actually believe this is science versus like, no, this is a spiritual realm and God and Satan and angels. Specifically in reference to what I was doing or what just I think, in the, in just the, in I'd the, say in the culture. The yeah, the zeitgeist. Of, okay. I think it really would be like 50-50. Really? Yeah, mm. because I think 50% of the people, the problem with modern day spirituality and paganism is that there's no there is no set doctrine to abide by. Mm-hmm. So there's a beauty in that to explore and be part of that yourself, but then there's also a lot of bullshit. In it. <laughs> right. So you can kind of like pick and choose. You're like, I wanna right. I wanna pray to Esther, but like I also want like the magic of crystals. Right. Know? And it's like, all right, well if that make in my opinion, it's like whatever makes you feel whole and makes you, you know, you it gives you some sort of sense of why we are sentient and living, Mm -hmm. you know, do you. But at the same time, when I hear someone do the serenity prayer and they literally exchange, you know, God to goddess (laughs) and thinking that they're, you know, it's like, honey, so edgy. So edgy. I mean, it was not even edgy. It's just like, it's, you're not doing anything different. You're just changing the, from a, a, uh, male a male figure to a to female, a female figure, right? Which you know, do you, honey? But at the same time, the goddess ain't grant you no serenity to accept the things you cannot change. So right. we're gonna talk about the hold that thought because oh, yeah, we're gonna yeah, talk we about some of that. About uh, one question I did want to ask sure. before I didn't know I was gonna get all into my roots <laughs> right. spirituality here. We're gonna have like a theological welcome to TED the, talk. Welcome to the, we advertise it as a show about farts, but we often roll into this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, farts and rituals. You know, Which, we could by the way. Start our own variation. I was about to say, not not mutually exclusive. I am sure. (laughs) Right. I'm sure at Bohemian Grove, farts are part of something. (laughs) Yeah. So this is a question I want to ask you, as somebody who has had more experience in spirituality now. Okay. 
looking back on it, what do you feel was the number one item that you sold that made sense? And what was the number one item that you were like, this is bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) All of it? Both. No. Equally, as you're giving it over. No, honestly, the, the thing that made sense was a book. Yeah. It's called a book of shadows. Okay. <laughs> I, or I was really hoping you would just stop there. You know, like a book <laughs> well, with like words in it that somebody thought about as they were writing. So I always, yeah. So I think ninety nine point nine 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 percent of all of the things that you see in a metaphysical store are nonsense. But what what it's really there to do if you look at it from a fundamental level from a. a uh, practicing standpoint is mm-hmm. those are just considered representat- physical representations of things that you're trying to either represent or manifest or bring about. So if that rose quartz represents love to you right. and writing a little love note with, and wrapping that up in that makes you feel like you're going to get it, then you know I really think you do believe you're going to get it, you're going to get it. That's that's more chaos magic-y, right? Uh, it, it's, mean, that idea, it's that idea that you can pray to James Bond. Because you want to, at that moment, you want to be charismatic and you want to be sexy, so you kind of tap into. So, which James are you praying to, though? Like, yeah, because I'm more. No, yeah. that's what you just said is the Pierce opposite Brosnan of the point. Better not come out of anybody's mouth <laughs> right now. The the point is that James Bond is an icon of charismatic sexuality. So, if you're walking into a situation where you need, or if you're walking into a situation where you want to be silly, you pray to like Ace Ventura. You so, know, yeah. So, in other words, pray to the icon of the '90s to well, gain you know. his power. <laughs> we'll see or, how far that gets you. Or I, when I read the stuff I'm talking about right now, I, I don't know how often I, I actually trying to turn it into any kind of prayer. But when I was teaching at the time, okay, and I started like trying. I'm going to use the word channel, and I'm going to punch myself directly in the face after I do. But I would basically to get myself through the day. I would try to channel Superman. Okay. Because Superman knows he's in charge. He doesn't have to yell at you or flex his muscles. He just walks into a room and goes, you all know I'm the boss because I'm fucking Superman. So I had to like try to get myself in that mindset well, and to honestly, get through my though, fucking day as a teacher. To some people, they call that spirituality. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's also people that just wake up in the morning with that set mindset in and of itself sure. without even needing an archetypical figure to embrace in that concept. So it's like, it. I don't feel like it's foreign. I don't feel like there's anything special or meaningful behind it. It's just I, what it ultimately boils down to is just confidence in yourself. Right. And, and what gets you there? You you feel you deserve what it is you want. Right. I mean, that's that's really what it that's, boils down to. I, in, but, a, in a circular way, this is where I actually... I'm not going to use the word believe, but agree with some of the metaphysical stuff. Yeah, which I mean, is, I'm not, I don't consider myself, I know, I don't go around touting this shit. Sure. I, mean, I appreciate, I've gone through it, like I've fallen into mm-hmm. the traps of like the shit, like the charlatans, and you think you've got this figured out and all, but I've gone through it, I mean, for, you know, for the last 15 years, and now I'm just to the point where I've removed myself from it, and I'm just cool with whatever. I'm not trying to say that what I'm telling you is right. I actually disagree with 90% of it because it, like I said, it's, it is bullshit. Right. Um, no, but yeah. well, what I'm saying is, is maybe I already said this, but whatever it is that gets you there, yeah. meaning I need to be in a place of confident authority. Exactly. So if I have to go through the steps of 
writing the thing, channeling the thing, burning the thing. If that's what gets me there, exactly. That's what I, that's the part of it, quote unquote, that I believe. Like it doesn't, you know, we all do fucking weird shit. Right. You know, before you do comedy, this guy paces, this guy drinks, this guy has a cigarette, mm -hmm. this guy just holds court with other comics and right. then goes, "Oh, it's my turn." And they just basically go from holding court here to holding court there. Yeah. You know, it's just whatever gets you there. Right. Like That's, for me, if I believe in magic at all, I believe in that. Well, and you can call it whatever you want. You can call it magic. You can call it just manifestation and, or you could just call it, you know, your own personal confidence. Cause like when I go on stage, I, I see it in my head of like, I, I demand respect and I demand your attention. Mm. So I feel mm. like as long as you know that I feel that way, it's going to be, people are receptive to it. And if they're, and I do think there is some other, there is some things we just don't know. Nobody knows the answers to any of this. And that's the thing that pisses me off is the ones that say, oh, I got it figured out. It's like, no, right. you don't. you're a fucking liar. Shut the fuck up. I hate you. So Stay let's talk about the church. <laughs> I discovered now this is a really strong uh, example of the difference between me and this guy. I discovered. I can name a few others. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, handsome, ugly, <laughs> right? For example. Uh, I pointed at myself when I said handsome, <laughs> by the way. Um, I love how you did a visual gag on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed, I do that shit a lot. He's um, manifesting right now. I'm manifesting. So I, my job is very like concentration heavy. So if I see something bizarre, I don't necessarily have time to like investigate it. And then by the end of my day, I'm not thinking about it. So I saw something bizarre. I sent it to him. I mean, I read... I don't know, a paragraph and went, well, that's stupid. But apparently my buddy here uh -oh. has done a little bit of a deep well, he's dive. he's a Pisces, so he's going to fall into <laughs> oh, that Oh, God, hole. yeah, okay. <laughs> right, you are that a Pisces, be, right? Yes. Okay. I will attempt to make that my last condescending reaction <laughs> to what you just said. I'm not making promises. Rafiq, would you like to... Why don't you... Act as if you are a believer okay. and, and evangelize to us. Please let what it be something QAnon related. It, oh, oh it's, it's better than it's, that. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. It is better than oh, that. Okay. Because um, I don't know if you, brethren, have heard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> of, uh, let me now, put my robe on real right, quick. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, the official name of the Church of Endoitology uh, is what we officially call it. I have personally taken it. Uh, to calling it the Church of Fat Asses, <laughs> okay, with uh, with a PH to make sure that mm -hmm. we're all understanding. Uh, apparently, by the way, um, is it a TM or an R? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on on the on the site, whenever they say the name, trademark. Yeah, oh, now okay. I don't see it. I don't even know how that's possible. Let's yeah. steal it. Every time they put the name of this church on the website they had it was either a tm or an r next to okay. it which by the way oh no it's a tm totally legitimate sign of a totally legitimate <laughs> religion right uh, it is a religion for caliphian women I wait hold on i had to say look that again can i see the word calif I, I believe it's caliphian it's this is a oh as far as Caliphian. I, as far as i know and i might have this mixed up with another term there's like a white colonial going out into the world and seeing what's out there. And they would like run into these tribes of women that had big fat asses. And they came up with this term like to describe that body type. 
like the uh, Nicki Minaj body type, yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the term for the Nicki Minaj, <laughs> but like small waist, huge hips, huge ass, big tits. You Disney, know. Moms. Yes. Disney moms. Disney yeah. moms. Uh, Pixar mom. Or Pixar mom. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, for the uninitiated, uh, uh, I can assure you I will never be initiated <laughs> yeah, into I this think, religion. I think you've got a stone cold atheist on this one over here. Yeah, it's going to take a lot to get me to believe. By the way, I can think of no more noble duty than to worship big, big. women's asses. Oh, I thought you were going to say booty because that was the alliteration would have been perfect. Oh, you're right. I fucked up. Uh, but apparently the sacred pentadon of the Antwerp religion. <laughs> <laughs> Is just, one of, make, just making up words. Just right. making up words. Is one of the most influential books in the history of literature, recognized as one of the greatest literally literary masterpieces of its time, despite the what, fact that... What was that, its time? Like 2016? Right, yeah, despite the fact that nobody has heard of this. Yeah. Uh, People still read? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is just one well, set. You're, just, you're, your most accurate item was a book. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, just one sad dude on a Kindle looking at this being like, I can't believe I spent 99 cents on this. <laughs> or some dude like me going, I see the light. <laughs> uh, literary masterpieces of its time, the book of Antoidology, the Saint... The sacred pentadon are the five sacred books of the Antoidology religion. It is the holy revelation of the true existence of Adonis, the heavenly father, and Issa Elohim, the holy spirit, the curvaceous mother god. Okay. Uh, so the Virgin Mary <laughs> looking thick. Right. Mm. Mm. <laughs> These holy... Re- that's, that's the woman I could pray to. <laughs> These holy revelation... Are, Revelations were given to our Lord and Savior. I can't. I don't know if I can read. Is, that Ad, is Adonis the Lord and Savior? Yes, Savior, Savior King. Get it right, Savior King. <laughs> Adonis. On so the, wait a minute. Adonis is God. That's what I'm hearing, right? According to this, yes. So monotheism. I feel like we're getting into the Greek area of, <laughs> yeah. of theology. Here. So monotheism. He is God. But also Christian, there's a Holy Spirit, and he likes big booty bitches, and he likes yeah. big and and Holy Spirit is a big birdie bitch, and so the Holy Spirit wants to fuck himself <laughs> and others with big booties. Also, we're still we're still very much in a patriarchal, and I'm not even like super feminist guy, but we're still in the king is top dude, yeah. and then yeah. oh, you know, the Holy Spirit's got a big ass. <laughs> All I'm going to say is you'd be crushing it in this religion, Rafiq. I, I mean, I do got a thick ass. You, you, oh, you got shit. some cake and you, you got some thick thighs. Uh, yeah, I got no hope in this religion. Yeah, you and I are fucked. Yeah, well, it's, it's no good. I don't know. I, I could, I could. We could be slender men. I, I, I already am. <laughs> well, hey. I mean, they got the inspiration. Woo! I mean, I'm looking at the women on the top of this. Uh, who he, he is outlining as the highest level of spiritual enlightenment. And I, Wait a <laughs> How do you get enlightened by being born a certain way? <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> to which I go... I, I mean, th- obviously, I was born in the winning team, so it's easy for me to say that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I, can, I can look at these women and I go like, mm, they would definitely like a toothpick white boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, give them my number. 
Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm not even. There's not even part of me that's joking. If there's a fucking building that meets <laughs> once a week with these people in it, I might go. I would go just for the experience. Right. Uh, oh, I'd have a very the, different the experience. I'm getting in my head right now. Have you ever seen Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. You you going to that church would be it's equivalent. It's Kip. It's Kip and the girl. It's Kip and Shawanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah. She's like a size 80 yeah, waist yeah. with a big ass leopard panties. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, 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 No problem with that. I feel like you'd be down. <laughs> so one thing you gentlemen do have to understand before you go to one of these services okay. is that uh, the women do not dress in this Nicki Minaj-esque fashion for the temptation of men. It's to lay in their own power. And women who do not have the big booty bitches uh, should not be jealous for their power lies within, which makes no sense in this context. (laughs) If so, hold on. (laughs) If you're a a sexy Nicki Minaj woman, you just have the, the power radiates out of you externally. But if you're a Cameron Diaz, then you don't worry about it because the power is within. Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, according what to what I'm it, hearing, <laughs> is Cameron Diaz is one Brazilian butt lift away <laughs> yes. from, from enlightenment. Enlightenment, enlightenment yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty much it, right? I mean, I, I would assume so. But please remember uh, that this is all dictated by the angel. Ishlam on January 3rd, 1996. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> Good year. Good year. So now we've gone into Mormonism. An angel has dictated this book to a guy who wrote it down and put it in publishing. This, I love this religion. I'm already, I'm already invested. I'm I in. mean, you I, know how easy it is to start a cult. I By the way, like, you, you said something about, no, you know what? It's not worth it. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, so re- recent, just to keep you gentlemen up to date with what the church is doing, uh, recently on October 28th. If he starts passing around a tip bucket, <laughs> I'm done. I'm not donating. I don't a know what the tip, fucking cost is. tip bucket. Or a, I've uh, never heard it called a tip you know bucket. It's, it's, that preacher no, that was is great. Fantastic. Tips That's, for the pastor. Tip <laughs> bucket. Tip your you pastor. Just, you just destroyed like, my entire vision of what the tip bucket. That's fucking gorgeous. Yes, Do y'all not, take crypto? <laughs> right. Yes. It's not. It's not an offering plate. It's we a only tip sell bucket. here. Tip bucket. It's a tip bucket, but it's got mm. like one of those little card readers attached to the top, so you can it's just a QR code. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but recently, <laughs> the church has done the following: one, they've appointed their official flag uh, in October twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. Well, that is, only took thirty years, right? Which is a really momentous day because uh, this is also the same day that they uh, awarded titles to Madonna, Mm. Beyonce, Mm. Kim Kardashian. Hold on, wait, Madonna? (laughs) Yeah, Madonna. Madonna? She is so washed up and worn out. That bitch has no... 
the only ass she could ever get is if she bought it. I mean, she was awarded she the... Was, she was a little bootyish back in the day. I, I mean, she's know. Italian. What is the antithesis to enlightenment? Like, what is their Satan? Is it Weight Watchers? <laughs> like, what the oh, fuck? Jenny Craig? Oh. Like, Jenny Craig with horns? I, We're mic dropping left and right over here, kids. I know. I, Not sponsored, by the way. I, I just want to see what that service would be like. Is like, so you want to get the... Uh, Get the enlightenment. Mm. <laughs> I'm just backing you up. I'm not being the preacher. You want to get the enlightenment? You gotta, you gotta eat that fried chicken. You gotta eat that thick old gravy. Preach. Oh Lord, we get into tongues over here. Yeah. There was a guy in my church that would always yell out, "Come on, come on," which in and of itself isn't that, like you know whatever. But sometimes he would double up, and that's when it got weirder. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, I would probably kill myself. Uh, wow, like a lot of shit apparently happened all on the same day, which implies that apparently they just uploaded all of these articles on the same day and didn't or notice. Or it implies that <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with something else. I'm going to say uh, the guy who got the message and wrote this best-selling book of all time he just kind of gave up for a while and started selling cars. And then at some point he was like, you know what? I need to get back into this booty thing. Or his book has just been floating around in metaphysical shops for the last 30 years. It and looks somebody, familiar. And somebody like grabbed it and said, I'm going to restart this shit. Yeah, let's hash that, this One of up. those two things happened. I low-key, low-key, actually high-key wish that this actually was Alan's whole like fan fiction thing and he's like you know let's see how far i can take it and now and now you guys are like subtly promoting it ambiguously right like we're just gonna i wish i was that fucking crap it's gonna just take over now right we're gonna just gonna drop a link on the website (laughs) i'm not that crafty if i could think of something like that i'd fucking do it Let's do it. Have them on the podcast. Let's bring some people in. I mean, pers- what we well first, I think honestly, we should just have a lot of women who represent. We should have the a lot church. of them I on mean. the podcast. <laughs> just a string episodes. You know, we don't even need to release them. We can I just, do. you know. I feel like instead of getting like a communion wafer, you get a little cornstarch to rub between <laughs> your legs. Or like. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got it. Cornstarch. I was trying yeah, to think of something no else. Top. Yeah, Shea you butter. Win. You went. Yeah, butter. Perfect. Any butter of any sort, <laughs> nut or uh, fat. Yes. No so, margarine. Fuck that shit. So Not I, in this th- church. So I'm gonna read only one. I I have to read at least one of these articles to you guys because this is let's go. Amazing. Let's see how long we can. Let's see how long it takes for us to interrupt and not get through this article. <laughs> right. So we can either read about the proper dress code for women in the church, <sighs> which is uh, very important, or we can read about saving the souls of women. I think I, we, we should. gotta go saving the souls. Of let's women. have three men talk about how to save <laughs> some yeah, women. That's got to be the one. That, That's got to be the one. <laughs> Written by dude. Can I ask a real quick question? Who found this? I and where I was okay. So I one of my many Pornhub.com slash thick bitches. <laughs> one of my many silly Facebook groups I was in. There was, you know, one of those where it's like a memes don't even almost make sense anymore. Yeah. So it was like the name of the church on top and then the definition. And so it was probably a screen grab from like urban dictionary. Mm. And then underneath that was like a picture of the Futurama robot with his hands up. So it was like, oh, he like was praising the, the Lord or something. Bender? 
Bender. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so now, oh, here's the other thing. It's not enough to have the meme. I have to post the meme and put my own fucking comment because apparently it can't speak for itself anymore. I, I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm old and I just want to go in underground. You have to understand, in order for comedy to work online anymore, you have to top whatever joke yeah. you yeah. stole. So whatever group <laughs> I was on, the person who posted it said, like, I finally found a religion for me. Then you get into the meme and it's definition, picture of Bender. Got it. Immediately, I'm like, I got to know more about this. And it took two Google searches to find the church, immediately copy, paste, send it to this guy, and then he's he's about yeah. to uh, initiate us. Okay. Yeah. This I want to be anointed. The, this is one of those <laughs> things where like he sent it to me, and I was at work, and I was just like, eh, I'll read it later on lunch or whatever. And then like I opened it up on lunch and read like the first sentence. I was like, oh, I'm just going to burn an hour <laughs> yeah. reading this bullshit because this is, a, this is amazing. Yeah. Like... I'm one of those people where, like, I look at people who have beliefs that I may personally consider crazy, and I go, I don't believe this, but I want to hear everything you think about this Absolutely. thing. Because please enlighten me as to why... The earth is not <laughs> flat. It's hollow because that's where the mushroom people I live. can tell you this. I can tell you this. When it comes to this church, you wouldn't have to probe very long to figure out why I was interested. <laughs> it wouldn't take an hour of me explaining my journey. I, d I would just love that TV show. <laughs> See, we, didn't even, we didn't even get to the article. <laughs> There's no way we're getting through because the I article. Like the, this is so much better than the article. Because uh, the How idea, could it be? The idea of what this article could be <laughs> is actually all. We know How about this? How about this? We'll try to get through at least a paragraph, and that is being fucking generous. All right, I, let's but not let's, say a word. And let's, just, well, I would prefer... Let's see if we can throw in some predictions. All right. I predict that it's going to make... Very little sense. I predict that the grammar, it's not going to be all over the place, like is written by somebody who doesn't know grammar, but it's definitely going to be off. There's going to be some subject and verb disagreement. There's going to be well, very little punctuation. I feel that's like where I am. I, I forgot what the paragraph was about. It's saving women. Save, save, how to save women. Oh, okay. Saving yeah. the souls of saving women. Saving the souls of women. You, you know, at this point, I think they might have the secret recipe. <laughs> they might. <laughs> Just a little sprinkle about yeah. that. Rafiq, have you already read this? Uh, no, I have not. Predictions? My prediction is that it's going to be blatantly sexist. Dis oh, yeah. Dis it's going to be blatantly sexist, but it's going to be disguised in that shitty way that sexists do it. Like we're where, doing it for your benefit. Right. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like, honey... You don't understand. The reason why I'm looking at your asshole is to save your soul. Right. Not because I'm a pervert, but because I want to make you better. Like that kind of mm -hmm. shitty dude. Uh, it is going to be condescending. Mm, yeah. Right. It's So it's going to be sexist. It's going to be condescending. Hugh, what was your prediction? Uh, my prediction, well, because this is one of the best literary pieces of all time. I assume that it's going to be very Shakespearean. Mm. Um, there's going to be a lot of metaphors. Yeah. Um, very <laughs> theologic in nature. Very uh, theologic really sounding. Just really, right. it, it resonates with the core of your pure conscious being. <laughs> right. Here's why I asked. By the way, we still haven't started it. Yeah. Um, I I noticed between the three of us, guy focused on grammar. 
professional editor and writer. Okay, right? yeah. And then guy focused on like what's going to piss him off and he's going to be annoyed by the condescending sexism and then guy who's just like along for the ride and making fun of it. Um guy that's really trying to envision a thick booty bitch who really does not particularly care to see one in any particular fashion. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking. I I saw your face scrunch when you said, oh, I gotta think about, oh, no. You know what's gonna be great, though, is when we find out that there's a sister church to this. That is a brother all, church. Right, yes. It's, mm. it is. What is it, the Big Hog Church or something? Yeah, hell yeah. The church of the... the <laughs> yeah. Now we got his interest. I'm going to do some of these tenants <laughs> right is the, is the church of the bear <laughs> okay sure uh actually i think what it's going to go through is it, it's really just a step-by-step process of how to properly arouse a woman and find the clitoris oh it, it would be nice i used to do a whole thing on stage about finding like hey guys what are you finding what, are you having a hard time finding the nose on her face? It's right there. What are you finding? That it was it was a great comedy bit when I was hilarious. Okay. Let's attempt right. to read one paragraph. Ready? Right. Read Go. It. Opening scripture already. Oh God. <laughs> Beginning beginnings chapter five. Verse 2 reads, So Adonis created the first man of clay in his image and likeness and breathed into him the breath of life, and man became a living soul, and Adonis, the Lord God, called him Mosey. Was this all? Was that all one sentence? That was all one sentence. I win <laughs> everything I predicted in one fucking sentence. You really should start doing readings. <laughs> You're right. channeling things and you don't even know it. You know what's worse about that is like not only did you predict that, there's only one comma, or I'm sorry, two commas in that so entire run-on sentence. What you're saying is that everything I predicted happened in one sentence. Next sentence. My story begins with a conversation between me and an atheist oh, several years ago while traveling on a flight to Detroit, Mi- Detroit still going. Michigan still going. Yeah, to an andoitologist convention. There was a woman on the plane seated next to me. That Please but, tell me there was a period before the word there. No. They, oh, fuck me. <laughs> this is why we need to bring back public shaming. We yes. should. Like, like, I'm not saying like full. By the way, who's no, the, who, full on... Blatant public shaming. By the way, who's my? My journey. Who the fuck's my? I guess it's Adonis. It started with <laughs> Adonis created Mosey, which is a, it's a museum up the road. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> Jesus, I'm exhausted already. Please right. continue. I, I'm going to try. I am going to try. Sentence. Literally, it's, it's parsed as a paragraph. This is the third sentence. The woman looked over at me and saw me reading the book of endoitology. This woman... No, she did not. Yeah. She did not. Can you imagine reading that in public? Can you imagine reading that in public? (laughs) This woman, out of curiosity, spoke to me and said, Excuse me... Okay, so he's already fucking up because he says, "Excuse me, miss." I, unless the person writing this is a woman, which they did, haven't. I or did I not predict <laughs> yes. weird fucking grammar that wasn't going to connect? Right. God damn it, I'm good. I see you're reading the book of Antoitology. She asked. She did not say that. <laughs> I see it. She did not say that. <laughs> she went the book. What does that say? The book of that, and she like tried to sound it out. <laughs> <laughs> She asked, are you an andoitologist? I oh said, no. <laughs> that didn't happen. That didn't happen. 
That did not happen. Wait, this is in Detroit? This is on a flight to Detroit, apparently. Oh, man, no one. That Flint water really fucks this <laughs> shit up, man. Holy shit. This has done more damage than we'll ever know. <laughs> That's where the horlogen comes from. It just comes from lead poisoning it's just in the water. Lead poisoning. Oh, this is God. all we're worshiping. <laughs> and I love this that like this is framed as on a flight to a convention. An endorytology yeah. convention, meaning you know the masses. He's going, you know, there's like there's seven people. There's seven people at this convention. It's like at the Radisson, like in the back. Yeah. That's, that's too nice. The Radisson. It's at the red roof. It's at a truck stop next to fucking Shoney's or something. Oh yes. It is, it, it's actually Shoney. in the back of a U-Haul at the truck stop. See, you you have to understand, it has to be next to a Shoney's or else how can you help them keep that figure? Right. They, they it's need... the most sacred of places. <laughs> Gluttony is probably not a concern here. I doubt it. All right, let's try sense three. <laughs> are you an android? I, I believe we left it. Are you an androidologist? Android. I, I, are you an android? That. I like that better. We'll yes. just change the name <laughs> to suit our own Does desire. Doesn't matter. Just the way this guy changed the Bible to suit <laughs> yes, him. Yeah. I said to her, "Yes, yes, I am." She looked a bit disappointed and said, "I'm an atheist, and as an atheist, no atheist does this." By the way, by, by the like, way, I am an atheist. Atheists are not as obnoxious as vegans. Think about right, how. Yeah. Think about the journey of this conversation. Yeah. Are you reading that book? Are you that thing? Yes. I'm an atheist. Like, we've gone way deep into, <laughs> and I was born on, and I, you She's know. trying to make a connection on this flight, <laughs> like one does on an airplane ride to fucking Detroit. Right, yes, because how you make a connection with any stranger is you immediately start talking religion and or politics. Yes. In a confined space <laughs> where neither of you can leave the premise. And you're smelling the guy in front of you popcorn farts. And yeah. Uh, all right, sentence... Three. Uh, one thing I'm wanting were the oxygen masks down <laughs> <Yeah>. as well, because <laughs> right. I feel like the Adonis may have put them in a situation where they're like at the verge of or brink of death. Uh, I'm an atheist. Uh, this is definitely a Spirit know, Airlines right? flight. If oh, I'm going, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is uh, Spirit. <laughs> Uh, da, da, da. She looked a bit disappointed and said, "I'm an atheist, and as an atheist, we don't believe in Ed." We. Ed Sorry, I keep interrupting. We it's don't. Me. Ed, no, I'm just exhausted <laughs> reading this because she goes, "We don't believe in Adonis Elohim," which doesn't make any sense because how would you know? Right? Only how would you? Know? Only the androids. <laughs> only the androidologists believe in Adonis Elohim. This implies that she has read that book. Right. She, let's not forget. She knew the language. She said, are you an androidologist? And she, he was like, yup. So yeah. she already knew, because this is the third most best-selling book ever. Well, and like a proper feminist would, she would be up on her reading when it comes to how to deal with, <laughs> you know, in, in walking into your power. Right. right. Uh, I guess she was waiting for some kind of reaction, but I said nothing. I kept my face buried in the Pentagon, which, that's a sentence. But... <laughs> But she continued so on. So instead said, of talking, he just rudely ignored her and just kept reading. Typical fucking religion. <laughs> not only do we believe in God, do we not believe in God or Adonis Elohim? We also don't believe that the human body possesses a soul. 
but we do believe in ghosts. So for some reason, making this, that distinction. This woman who's up on her androidology is speaking for all atheists. We don't believe in the thing that I clearly know about. And technically, <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> she's got a point. Okay. I th- honestly, How, this, is I, like the, this is like the last I, have hit, I, I was about to say, because yeah. I just hit the wall of I don't even want to hear anymore. <laughs> like, th- this is the last sentence just because it mentions Casper, and I have to kind of read that sentence. Well, yeah. Yes. Not only do we not believe in God or Adonis Elohim, we don't believe that the human body possesses a soul, but we do believe in ghosts. I raised my head up and said, like Casper? She smiled and said, that was a good one. And that's where the sentence stops. All right, can you scroll down? (laughs) And if that was me sitting behind them having that conversation, I would have prayed to Elohim to have a a Middle Eastern man with a couple of box cutters just come out of nowhere and take this fucking plane down because I would have to. You're done. You don't even want to live in this world anymore. And you want to take down 3,000 people with you. We're all going together. (laughs) He was like, I'm sorry. This is all part of Elohim's plan. He was like, I'm sorry. Everybody on this plane is going to go. I'm done done with everything. I've chosen for all of you. When I'm done, you're done. (laughs) Can you at least scroll down to one of the ways I can save a woman's soul? Is that possible? Uh, Honestly, is that possible? Because the way this is written, God only knows. It it may just meander like that for the next. uh, I feel like there's a lot of leading on. There is a lot of leading on. Yeah. Um, it's just a bunch of shit, isn't it? He never makes a point. Fucking no, no, he doesn't. I knew it. Like he, like he did. So like he, he, she, whoever's writing this, talks about like suddenly like uh, wait a diverts minute diverts into Socrates and Plato, and then they kind of go like, "This is what a soul is," only to end back up in. Uh, so this is what we believe a soul is, and according to this, and it never really comes back around what to is, her. What is the like, name of the article? Is <clears throat> Saving the Souls of Women. Okay. Write that so down, folks. I was, okay, for a second, I was going to give him more credit, and this is, it was foolish of me. I was thinking, oh, maybe the title is Saving a Woman's Soul, and it was going to be specifically about the time he met the atheist and saved her soul. But no, it's it's, it's what it's, I had originally predicted. It's women in it's general. It's meandering crap that goes nowhere. Yes. I'm actually shocked that's the case. Are you? Are <laughs> you really? I'm taking it back. I'm clutching my pearls, wanting, like, I, I'm shocked that that did not give me any valid reason to believe <laughs> right. that this is the path that I should now take. If they could convert a fag, <laughs> then I then you know it's I, for real. Right. So, okay, <laughs> I'm trying because I know my motivation for my interest in the church, but I'm trying to think like for someone who's not interested in women, for straight women. Right. For straight Cameron Diaz, what is the fucking pull? I know I've already been there on this conversation, well, but like, just, what brings her into this belief system? It's, I guess it's the power within. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it, it, so <laughs> jokes, not, I can't even say that sense because the whole thing is a fucking joke, but like 
just trying to take a look at this objectively for a minute. There's a <laughs> part of me that goes. By the way, I'm convinced that I have been looking at this objectively the entire time. <laughs> but like, there's part of me that looks at this and I go, like, if if I were a father and my daughter came up to me oh, and God. was like. I am deciding to change my faith or religion. I feel like I am grown up enough to be like, sure. What, like, what is your faith now? Do you like? Are you Islamic? Are you like? Are you Shinto? Are no, you Buddhist? I'm working at it. <laughs> right? At which point in time, you're like, oh, so you're just getting yourself cut off from the family. Like, that's what you've decided. In exactly. Life. And as like, part of my as part of my spiritual journey, I'm on a strip. Because I need to share the light. Right. And uh, just I, don't let the white bitches get a hold of this because it'll be just nothing but a whole room full of women with micro bangs and purple hair mm. and pussy hats. Mm. Oof. I don't like I don't like how accurately you describe that. <laughs> <laughs> we all know someone. Right, yeah. Did I you want to? Did you, I'm sorry. Did, did you want to try to get into kickball? Because we're we're at about 55. Yeah, actually, that oh, is. Oh, you want to talk about kickball? Yeah, well, because I so I was telling him about this before you got here, but I, that's actually something that I that you've been doing that I think is fucking awesome. Because, Which is so, Hugh, you run the Tampa Bay Comedy Kickball League. I mean, right? to say I run it means that there's some sort of like <laughs> foundation of sorts, or like I've, some schematic that is like a premise that I'm using. No, I mean, it's just like, like you, you, we literally go to a park and somehow manage to wrangle up all of the most degenerate pieces of <laughs> shit in the Tampa comedy community into one place during I, the day. I like how you I qualified mean, it in the as if that doesn't just describe the community <laughs> specifically Tampa yeah. our shit stinks a little worse no actually we have I, a good community yeah but also I would like to point out the fact of like you go that there's some sort of foundation when you just described an actual foundation of getting them together organizing them that can't be easy <laughs> like, it's hard it's, enough for these two idiots to make this happen what what I love about the fact the way that people are looking at this is it's like it takes like three Facebook posts and about five minutes of planning to put this together and everyone's like oh my god you're, you're able to do all this stuff it's like who the fuck does yeah, no, no, no. that project management it's, it's skills not, it's not the the organizational planning part of it it's the i invited so and so and so and so appeared gotcha. that's the <laughs> shock of it i mean i i do kind of get along with everybody so yeah. but I, I i think that's uh, so part of the reason why I, mean, I, was I, I still hate everybody. I just, I just <laughs> but we know. know you hate I'm us selective. all equally. I'm selective with my hate. But part of the reason why I was talking with him about it is because, like, I've been reading the comedians, like the book recently, okay. and they talk about how, like, in certain periods of history, like there were those like collective spots where comedians would come together, like it, a comedy club. Not just at a comedy club, but it's like we would all go out to this restaurant. Right. Or we all had this, you know, like place on the boardwalk and Silverman. Or, Silverman talked about their softball game. It was like her and Louis C.K. Like all the tracks, all the giants, right. all the giants now who are like now hitting fifty. They were all like playing in a softball league. So all I need Every. to do is meet to someone and I can be losing. <laughs> uh, is that what you're saying? I mean, you have to find, I mean, maybe there's like a guy or two in Tampa who would be like ripe for it. Yeah. Like, there's literally none. <laughs> none. <laughs> Zero. Maybe Jeff. 
<laughs> Jeff wishes. Oh, oh. Wait, which? There's three oh. gay Jeffs, by the way. I know which I like. Throne. Whichever one Gone you just reacted about, that's who it's for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my question. So first, tell the folks at home about it because that's fucking awesome. Like, yeah. what made you come um, up with hey it? Hey guys, listening to a podcast, we play kickball. No, uh, I mean, like, what made you come up with it? Like, I don't know. I just, I felt like some people. I like to hang out with my, I have like my little clique of comedy friends, but I also have friends outside of comedy. So like, I was like, what would be a fun way to kind of just get everybody together and, you know, hang out? And I thought, well, let's try kickball. Cause kickball is like one of those things where you don't really need to be good at it, but mm. you can still participate. Like mm. softball, that's, you You need some sort right. of like dexterity or some eye-hand coordination. Like or, there's one dude who's going like, to be like leagues better at it than everybody for like no reason. Or have like the shoulder or the advice of a lesbian to kind of guide you <laughs> through. Oh, yeah. But like kickball, it's just like, all right, well, it's fun. And then it's kind of wacky too. I don't know. It just seemed kind of like a nice thing to do. And so I, I threw the idea out there and everyone's like, oh yeah, that'd be great. And it was right. Actually, this is a year. We had our first one last year. Uh, this week, I think. And it was right before Thanksgiving. I know some people don't have like families or friends. So it was kind of a way we kind of all came together and just had a fun, uh, you know, fun little event. And the first one was like a huge success. I mean, I think there was like 80 people that showed up. The second one was almost as many people. Wow. I don't know if this one's going to be as, because this will be the third one. I don't know if it's going to be as, I don't know, popular because there you, is just so many like little tiffs in the community right now. How do you, you just said 80. Yeah, I think the first one there was at least eighty people. How, you're are you playing kickball with eighty people? How does that? You know work? what it is? I think I'm just such a I'm so type A that I can just like say, all right, here's what we're gonna do. This is how I'm gonna do it. And if I, as long as you give the plebes the the constraints to follow, and you know they'll. But you're yeah. not organizing it. No, well, I am organizing it. I'm just saying, the way people are looking at it is like there's a committee. Like, I'm the commissioner of the fucking the kickball. No, you're yeah. just the guy who gets everyone there, puts them all in line, tells them what to do, keeps the thing moving. Right. That's why I should start my own religion. Yes. <laughs> um, and we have already determined it's going to be the big hog religion. Hell yeah. Hog, you hogology. Have nine inches cut only. Oh, cut on. Yeah. I can't be in it. Oh, oh, well, that was interesting. A nice, a, an easy way to find that out. I noticed Rafiq's not said anything. Uh, yeah. In he relation to circumcision or size, <laughs> he's just sitting there bashfully. So, yeah, it's just it's a fun event that we do, and uh, we're doing one next Sun. No. Yeah, next Sunday. So it'll be nice. Yeah. So I, I had actually wanted to be a part of that, but unfortunately I got to fucking do my Christmas tree adventure and that's a whole fucking thing. Shut the year. fuck up. Bring your ass out there. Cancel Christmas trees or whatever I, and just, just come. cancel Christmas, you <laughs> idiots. Yeah, fuck Christmas. Dude, I already spent way too much money on this plane ticket. I ain't canceling this shit for nothing. Oh, you're leaving. Oh, you're actually going somewhere. Yeah, so we're, go, we're going Please up to... Please bring that book on your flight and Android see if somebody holiday. comes up and asks you about it because I want you to lead them to enlightenment uh, and the freeing of women. But I'm just going to be holding it up, like pointing it. Yeah, yeah. Slightly <laughs> just keep... <laughs> I, I always read way above my head. Yeah. <laughs> Just like slowly rotating the book above my head to be like, ah, ah, any takers? He goes up to the front and takes the speaker and just starts like narrating the book. <laughs> right, yeah. Has anyone seen my copy of Androidology? <laughs> I lost my copy of uh, um, 
Androidology. <laughs> just a flight attendant being like, "Sir, you can't, you can't be a bitch. Get the fuck away from me." Like, it's like, I know this no, is no, but before you curse her out, you look her up and down and go, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> this is Spirit Airlines, but we do refrain from this sort of behavior. It is beneath us. Right? Yeah, it's Spirit, but like not that kind of Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Take this shit on over to Frontier. Now, so. Uh, so like, um, you got it coming up, right? Yeah. Uh, who like how many teams are there? You said like eighty. Oh, million. so the first well, we did it. In, we separated into four teams. Um, the first one, and there was like, actually, yeah. So there actually was for the actual players of the game. There was tw- uh, four teams of twelve, and um, I was using. I told him I used a random number generator, but that was bullshit. <laughs> I separated up by fat people, women, and capable athletic men because I wanted it to be fair. Because let's be honest, there's a lot of Fat people, large, <laughs> oh, fat people that. So you're not to play. talking about it was a team comprised primarily of fat people. No, but this time I told them I'm putting all the fat people on one team. Team well, fat. <laughs> it's gonna be hashtag it's, team so, fat. So, so you're gonna have at least one team. You're gonna have at least one person who either doesn't consider themselves fat and or gets they're about a, to find and, out. <laughs> right. Or they've been working real hard and they've made progress, but you're still going to put them on the fat team. <laughs> but not enough. <laughs> Work harder next time, okay? You know, step on the scale a couple weeks beforehand. You know what would be great, though, is like, because every time I remember playing kickball as a kid, the fat kids were always like the power kickers. That is it's true. Like, so it the would weaknesses be, in the running. Right, yeah. So it would be great if like we like I come back to Facebook in like a week and it's like a bunch of comics like missing teeth, like broken nose. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Team Fat fucking won because they just knocked out all the other players. This is some bullshit. Like, <laughs> but the the downside is is it's the the distance between the home plate oh, and the first base. Just gonna say and then literally that. It's so much easier to hit you with the ball. I just just comics like get halfway through, stop for like smoke breaks. Like, (laughs) 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 can I get a ho ho? Kyle Reese is like snorting a line of coke halfway down (laughs) the first base. Would that first, make, would actually, that, here's the funny thing about Tampa comedy. That might be the first time a lot of them ever make it to first base. Oh, for, for being completely oh. honest, this guy is just stabbing left and right. Fuck all of them, because I just don't really care. But I do. I don't. Yeah, I, I do. I don't. So I ambivalence you. Yeah. I'm gonna start saying that to everyone I care about. I, I, I'm enlightened. Yeah, I've I've been shown the way of the nine inch cut hog, whatever. There's no coming back from that, by the way. So yeah, okay. So but you know, yeah, if I converted, you know, I've got options. You do. So okay, here's kind of a related question, but unrelated now. So we've talked about your version of this religion, and I can't stop thinking about this now. Does your you can't stop thinking about nine? <laughs> nah, I mean, like it, it's a potent image. <laughs> it's throbbing in my mind. Right <laughs> it's just pushing its way past my ears into my brain. <laughs> it's filling me up. <laughs> so, in your version of this religion, just to go back to it. Are these all bears, like 
big, hairy dudes. What are you I, asking me, Rafiq? <laughs> oh, I, I'm what asking, exactly there are is you a, asking? There is a potential I, connection here. I'm asking <laughs> you, are we taught, is your religion, because when you look at the people in the Andoitology religion, okay. they're all looking for Rihanna types. Okay. So what I'm asking you is... Is are, Rihanna big-assed? I thought she was kind of thin. I mean, they mentioned Rihanna and Nicki Minaj as receiving titles as... What was it? it was well, like they honorary. also threw Madonna in there. So yeah, I mean, I'm anyway, just sorry, I totally interrupted. Where were you going? So, with I, so what I'm asking is, is your religion the religion of like Hugh Jackman in his prime, like shirtless? Or are we talking about like the religion that it's like, oh, are you a Jack Black type? Jude Law, right? Young Jude Law. <sighs> Honestly, if I if I had to be on, like, I'm thinking like. Dame Judy Dench with a huge <laughs> cock. I can't. Not Dame Judy well, Dench in her heyday, but Dame well, Judy Dench now. My day's ruined. <laughs> I I a little bit for everybody. I, I can't stop thinking about that now. I like to paint pictures. Um, we'll leave it at that yeah, I mean, for my religion. Honestly, I, th this was not the things I thought I was going to be asked <laughs> on this podcast because we've had a lot of conversations about a lot of things. This was not the route I thought we were going to take. Welcome so, to our podcast. But what's funny is I do have a whole bit about yoni eggs with like the, the women I used to sell these crystals to. They would buy... A friend of mine did open up an Etsy store. And she Are sold these the vaginal um, exercise balls? Yeah, it's to yeah, strengthen yeah. your pelvic floor, but yeah. they're crystals, so you get... <laughs> Wait, more. like... like Hold on. They're still smooth, right? They're not fucking bumpy-ass crystals. Yeah, I'm not shoving... You're not, like, shoving a geode up your snatch. <laughs> <Okay>, yeah. <laughs> you're not, like, 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 a bear trap of sorts. No, right. it's, like, a smooth egg, but it's... The, the crystal is, like, it could be jade. It could be amethyst. It could be rose quartz. I, I like the idea now that, like, she doesn't know what it is until she's gotten her vagina tight enough that she can crack the geode. <laughs> yeah. That's she's when like, you know. Oh. That's when you... You've, you've reached enlightenment in, in the yoni religion. Like you just hear the crunch, and then like it comes out, and she's like, "Oh, cool!" Wait, like, is there a yoni religion? Gobstopper. Uh, uh, that, that wouldn't. Hey, that wouldn't stop my gob. Huh? Huh? Uh, yeah. So Silence. yeah. I mean, this is basically that was is, a roller coaster ride. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is the reason why I love having you on the podcast and just people on the podcast in general. It's just, you know, like, the, w you as a person, you know, and in, as a comedian are one of the types of people where I know I can go, let's talk about this religion and you will have something to say on it. That's, oh, like, that has nothing to do with me as a person. I'm just a very opinionated faggot. And that's but just that has part nothing my, to do with you, with you as a person. Just, that's, <laughs> with me. that's part of my essence of being. You could go to any gay man walking down the street and just say, what are your thoughts? On, and you don't even have to say it, and he will go right into it. He I mean, that's fair, too. But I Judgmental. Get, Here's my favorite thing. This is going to... There's no way I can say this without sounding fucked up. But my favorite <laughs> thing about your type of gay guy, whatever that means, okay. is that... <clears throat> There's the feminine that I think is indisputable, but you're also just a shitty dude. And that's they have I, their fu place. <laughs> I fucking love like I love that. 
Like, Ooh. oh, this is just another shitty dude who, regardless of any, you know, stereotypical or who they're into, like, it's just another gross guy. Awesome. I love that <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> I traversed the grounds. So actually, uh, bringing up the archetype of like the sassy gay guy actually does bring up an interesting question to mind because I was talking with my niece about this because she like... How old is your niece? Because when I'm hearing (laughs) niece, it's like, is she 12 and you're like having a... Let me tell you about the church of Android. (laughs) What do you think about these homosexuals? (laughs) No, she she just recently came out as gay. How about those gays? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's like sixteen, so oh, like okay. I'm I'm the youngest. I, I've talked about this before, but like I'm the youngest out of eight. I appreciate I, the context because this that <laughs> was important. Yeah, I like I have siblings of like all age ranges, you know, and they have kids and so, like my oldest nephew is like over twenty one now, which is fucking weird because it's like, oh hey dude, like we can go and get drunk together, and I don't know if your parents would appreciate that. Like I. Like, there's one thing where it's like, okay, cool. We're, you know, like, I'm introdu- I'm your cool uncle, and I'm introducing you to alcohol for the first time. I love that he thinks there's, he's the cool uncle. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely You're the really cool playing uncle. that one up, Rafi. Uh, but, like, there's definitely that distinction, though, between, like, that. Did you see how mad he got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, I'm, I'm he definitely. He opened the door, and I had I'm to just kick definitely right the cool it. uncle, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm their only uncle. I have to be the cool uncle. No, Sorry. but like there, there's definitely the distinction between like, cool, like I'm introducing you to like beer or whatever for the first time and like, oh, hey, like I drove us back and uh, he is fucking hammered. So you're going to be the one having to like give him Pediasure or whatever in the fucking morning. You know, like there's a weird distinction of like one of those is more okay than the other. You know what I mean? So one of them sounds like a cool but- uncle and one of them sounds like my father. Basically. I mean, did he touch Whoa. you? Like that's <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where did molestation come into this Does that insinuate that you're molesting no. people? What? <laughs> so I, there's a lot of subconscious hints or like cues I'm getting from you. Have you met Rafiq? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the reason, so what I was getting at though is she recently was watching that show Q Force or whatever on like Netflix. Never heard of it. So like it's. It's a show that's full of like gay archetypes, like really. It's a superhero show, right? But like kind. all the characters are gay or something. I think so. Oh, I think, I, I, think I, I heard about. I it. think it's more like spy than superhero, mm. but like yeah. So, but one of the things she was complaining about is like they have the sassy gay character, and she's like, being sassy and gay is not a personality. No, you know, but. I will say there's a lot of gay men who I've met who have kind of adopted sassy and gay as a personality. So I think adopted's a little, I mean, that's like saying I know a lot of black guys who've adopted the whatever. You know, know? adopted actually works because if you are sassy and gay, there's a good chance your parents did put you up for adoption. (laughs) Oh my God. That was a joke. I got it. But also probably not for some. But so like there, so I get, I mean, the question I was going to ask you is like, where do you feel on that? Like, do you feel like that is a representation of something you come across in the community? Or do you feel like that's like a trope that like studios are just reusing all the time? 
I think it's both. I think there are people that play into it knowing that it's a stereotypical mm. trope, but I also think that there are just some there are just some gay men that are sassy just naturally <laughs> right. very feminine and affectatious and very, you know, they have that's it's that's why I think it has to be just a genetic thing. Yeah. Because I mean, some men you'll talk to and it's like a fucking purse falls right out of their right. mouth. <laughs> and then it's, then you talk to like Jeff Klein, who is the, he, I always say. The lobbyist gay dude I've ever met. Jeff Klein, <laughs> I always tell him like, you are the gay man who had a good relationship with his father growing up because that is what happens when you have, I'm gonna, right. I, I'm gonna say some Jeff Klein material here, which is probably not the right thing to do. But my favorite fucking joke of his, he talked about coming you have out. Have a favorite joke of Jeff Klein? <laughs> yes, he talked. I mean, this is an old joke. He probably doesn't do it anymore. But he got, he had this old joke about coming out to his parents, and they were disappointed. They weren't disappointed because I'm gay. They were disappointed because I wasn't. And then he went on to describe the very fabulous gay. And he goes, that's the gay they wanted. This is the gay they got. <laughs> right. That line, This that's the gay they wanted. This, oh, fucking beautiful. It is. It, that is a good line. I don't know if I've heard him say that one recently. So where would you, I mean... Where do you openly admit that you hate everybody? Uh, no, I don't hate like, everybody. Where, like, where would you put yourself on that scale? Like, would you say on the sassy gay scale? Yeah, on a like, scale would you, would of you, like James Charles to fucking I don't know. Like, are, like yeah, would you, you would you say like you want see that character, you know, and you can relate to them, or do you go like I reject the notion that this is supposed to represent me and the community or whatever? Um, I don't. I really don't fit on that scale. I mean, I, it, but it, you know, it's part of the community. It's just like, it's just like you've got big people, tall people, short people, fat people, whatever. They're just there. And, but I don't, I don't feel like that represents me. That's fair. I mean, I, I, I always find that curious because like, I don't feel like, I feel like what they're doing, it's almost pandering in a sense when they do, when, with certain things like that. And you notice that a lot nowadays, especially like marginalized communities where they put like the most poignant figure of that marginalized community front and center. And it's like, well, really, that's not all of us. Yeah. Right. I think there's a, speaking as a straight white man. So let's, let's all Please listen. Please share your yeah. opinion. Obviously his opinion holds There weight. is this weird <laughs> thing that I've noticed that it's good intentions, good idea, ultimate problem later. Yeah. Will and Grace yes. defined what homosexuality is for everyone in the 90s. And it's like gay people are in, it just is. Gay people are into fashion. Gay people say the word fabulous all the time. And so Good intentioned because they were like, we want to bring a lifestyle that is a little marginalized into the home and expose people to something. But then you get guys like me who didn't have any gay people around them. Right. I go through life going, that's what gay is until I go to a restaurant and I meet this buff elbows out dude named Ford yeah. and he was gay as a football bat. I mean, and, and I, didn't, I was like 21. I didn't even know what to do with that information. So what exactly were you doing at a place with a gay buff dude by the name of Ford? Did I say work? It was a place I was working. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that part. Yeah. Um, funny you say that. Cause I had a moment like that growing up. So I think, like, I don't know, for Rafiq, if you ever see 
I know a big thing like that that similarly took place was with Black Panther. So they say, you know, having that, they were apprehensive about doing a superhero movie that consists of black superheroes because they didn't think it was going to do well. But really what happened was they were saying it gave people that people of color um, their own little symbolic archetype right. of sorts. So to play into what you were just saying, though, is I remember growing up as a child in the 90s knowing damn well, very much well, that I was gay and not out of the closet yet. I watched the movie The Birdcage. Mm. And it's a classic mm. movie, probably one of the best well-done movies. Is, the writing it, is just, it doesn't age. It's is hilarious. Is that the one with uh, Nathan, Robin Williams and... Hank Nathan Azaria. Lane and yeah. um, Robin Williams. Yeah, I love, I, I've seen that movie, I think, probably three times over the course of my life. And it's a great movie. One of my favorite things about that is like, especially like as I get older and like I've seen it, because like every once in a while I'll come on like TBS or something like that. And mm -hmm. it's like, the thing I loved about it was like, you had these two characters who were gay and obviously like you would look at it now and you'd be like, that shit can't fly like in a more modern context. But like, I remember looking at it and there was never a moment where like, Robin Williams or Nathan were like apologetic about being gay. And right. like, there was a great thing for me because like I knew gay people, like there were like a couple gay kids in my neighborhood, like back, like when I was like 10 or 11. And I remember there was always like this kind of like meekness of like, you could clearly tell that they weren't into women. Right. And it always seemed like, we would be hanging out in like a group of people and like someone would be like, Oh yeah, like she's so cute or like, Oh, she's so hot or whatever. And like, they would almost seem like they'd have to be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't really see <laughs> yes, her. Yes. Right. feel like bags of sand. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, it was, and like, I always felt bad because it's like, as someone who has uh, perpetually been the outsider in life, there's always that, you know, portion of me that goes like no dude like i'm fucking rooting for you like if you like tits you like tits if you don't like tits you like dick fucking go for it man be yourself but here's you know? here's where i was gonna go with this with the birdcage so when i saw the movie it really is a portrayal of first of all it's two men that own a drag bar which i'm most people have probably seen it but if you have it, it's two men that own a drag bar in miami mm. in like the late 80s early 90s and i remember seeing that movie and i knew that they were gay obviously but i remember in the back of my head saying I have to be that way when I get older. Mm -hmm. right. So I don't know. And then you talk, if we get into the psychological aspect of it, it's like, is that internalized homophobia? And it's like, you know, probably, but you know, either which I way. I don't think so because you weren't, you weren't scared of the sex part of it. You were scared of the, do I have to act like that? Yeah. Well, it was yeah. the portrayal of like, am I, am I only acting the way I'm acting now? Because I know from a societal standpoint that I wouldn't be accepted. It, it wouldn't be accepted to not be what I was masking myself right. to be. Right. So there and is, there that, is an element of shame involved in that's, that. That to me, straight white man. So you guys should all listen to what I have to say. Um, <laughs> That to me is the curse of what happened in the exactly. 90s. Exactly. Because right. you even get into like Mrs. Doubtfire, right. Harvey Weinstein and his partner, mm -hmm. super flaming. Well, who do I go to to dress up like a woman? I should go to my gay brother or whatever he was right. in the film, you know? Right. Well, oh, so therefore, but here's the all gay that. guys are. Nobody, at no know? point in Mrs. Doubtfire did they ever say that he was gay. No, they it do. It is very much insinuated. They don't say the word gay, but they do say like Uncle John and Aunt Bob or whatever. So there's definitely like, ah, see what they did there? Right, right. but it, they never did really. So it's that, in, so they're playing into the trope. And I think it's, 
from a Hollywood stand, I don't give a shit. It doesn't bother me. I'm not offended by anything because I just know yeah, intention matters. Yeah. But the trope in and of itself is the detriment because then if for the people that have no other, no, they have no other thing to compare it to, then you just right. assume this is all there is. And that's why you need a wide range of reality. And I think that's the problem when you're dealing with these like very specific marginalized groups, you bring the most poignant one out. And it's like, people are going to, if you, if you already disagree with them, Putting the most obscure thing in front of them is not I, I, is not always going to help. And right. then, but, and then the problem goes, in my opinion, goes in the other direction where I have a trans, gay, whatever character, and I want them to be the villain. And now right. somehow I'm trans. Like they're all all trans people are awesome and good, and none of them do any villainous shit. Right. So if I have a trans character who's crazy... I know a lot or, of trans people, and that's all they do is villainous <laughs> shit. Right. That's all so they do. They, I, I'm sick of that. So I'm sick of seeing a portray... Every... I remember sometime in the 2000s, way later than this should have been happening, I saw some shitty horror movie, and it was like a new movie in the theater, and the black guy was like, ah, shit! Right! And it's just super... C word or yeah. like the you movie know. airplane, and I, I'm as a white dude who probably at that point in my life didn't really have any black friends. I'm going, am I am I okay with this? Is anyone else seeing like this can't be good? So the other side of that though is, oh well, you know your villain's a trans person, so the studio's not gonna like. Well, right. So well, I, I can't just have a person be a fucking person. So th this has always been my. I don't want to say solution, but this has always been my concept of how you play that out, right? Is like, if you, because to me, like gender identity is important and like they do need representation, but I always kind of want to stick it to the people who go like, oh, you can't have a gay James Bond or whatever. Because what I would love is like if there was a Bond movie where you see Bond go through his full bareback, no lube, <laughs> no, but like you just get spit. But as you, long as he's uncut, right? No, but you <laughs> you have a thing where it's like Bond and you have the female love interest, and like you see he's kind of playing towards it, but like they they never hook up. There's never that scene where they fuck, and then there's the next morning or whatever. But then you get to the end of the movie, and it's just James walking into his apartment kisses his boyfriend and cuts to black and you just have some confused hillbilly in the I theater would love that. going seen, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, have either great. of you seen Mastermind? No. The, it's the animated, I think it's called Mastermind. The one with Steve Carell. Are you talking about Megamind? Megamind. Megamind. Yeah. Have uh, you seen it? No, I know you're talking okay, about Okay, so there's, it's about the villain and he's, it's been a while since he's blue skinned, right? Yeah. Blue skinned villain, I think he's an alien and that the hero, the superhero of this world is a very Superman archetype. Okay. Right, so there's a Superman, there's a reporter, Lois Lane figure. Yeah. Right. These two are not romantically involved at all. At one point, they see each other on a rooftop, and it's kind of like, "Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all right." Like it's it's a little distant. It's not even that they're not in love. It's like they're not even really friends, even though he's like saved her life several times. Then later in the film, Megamind breaks into Superhero's house while Superhero isn't there. And everything looks like Liberace's house. Yeah. Everything's got tassels and glitter. And I, by like the, it took by the end of the movie, I put it together. Oh, the Superman in this universe is gay. That's clearly what they were doing. 
Either that or Big Glitter had their hands <laughs> yeah, the big, production. The big, you know. <laughs> big Crayola. <laughs> so no, that's, that's, that's an example of, right. you know, where it's like, I mean, you had to kind of find it on your own, but it's like, oh, I see what they're doing here. Right. So, But, but have they ever done that with a non-marginalized group? Like you can, oh, that's classic white people. <laughs> right. You know? Wasn't Just there a movie called eating, White? Like, I mean, there's chowder. a movie called White Chicks. Deliverance. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, just like some dude eating like chowder. Deliverance. <laughs> 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 What's deliverance? <laughs> oh, Whitey, always raping people with your banjo. Boys don't cry. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. To to me again, it's that whole thing of like when I. There's a whole thing about representation where it's like, oh, you got to be careful. You you don't want to step on any landmines. You can't have the trans person be a villain. You can't have, you know, like a gay main lead or whatever. And to me, I go, if you just played out the movie and you didn't make it didn't make a big deal of it. Right. right. And you like it doesn't need to be a political statement. Yes. Right. If you have a moment. It like because like it's that kiss in the last Star Wars movie where they're like, oh, we got to edit this out for like the Chinese. And I go like, you know what would have been great if you had just seen like Ray at some point in time in a bar, see a woman and just be like, can you can you buy her a drink? I do. (laughs) Now that I'm saying this, I cannot think of an example, but I actually do see that more often now on like TV shows where a character, the two, the man and woman are in a relationship, but then later in the show, one of them has sex with a woman or a man, whatever. Like I, that is becoming more frequent. I will say those Tide commercials with the two gay guys with the black African baby were so <laughs> gratuitous <laughs> and pandering. I was just like, "Get these fags off my TV! Uh, it's too much." It's like you, they went way too well, far. Okay, yeah. so going back to the the damage the '90s did. This show comes on that explodes called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Now that, I will say Will and Grace had at least a range. Because you had Jack and then you had Will. Yeah. And the best, the real portrayal or the best portrayal of gay culture in that entire show was the relationship between Karen and Jack. The Mm. fag hag and the fag. But yeah, so that, but Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. But when Queer Eye came out. That was just, that was bad. I, at that point in my life, still had some homophobia that I wasn't even ashamed that of. That shit made me homophobic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, at that point in my like being, I still had some homophobia that I was not even ashamed of. Never saw a frame of that show, but knew enough about it to right. go, this is fucked up. Yeah. This is weird that this would... So you're just saying this is what gay right. is. I also hate that Carson Kressley was the one that got to have like he was the 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 paragon of the, right, yeah. he was the monument of gayness and it was just like there's so many other options they could have went with right. but he was just like the worst. It, there's there are certain moments though where like looking at it now I go like RuPaul has done his thing and he's an icon, which right. I think is great. But part of me goes like, are we perpetuating that same concept of like, this is what gay has got to be. Mm. It's got to be a bunch of drag queens to which I go like, I know a lot of gay dudes who would probably just kick the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. on a, like on the street. Like I used to tell this bit on stage. I don't know. I, I might go back to I go back and forth on a, whether or not it's like okay for me to say it, but like there was a moment a couple 
years ago now. Was this the day that you had a drink thrown at you on top of the improv stage? No. Although, thank you for bringing that up because, you know, I want to talk about that trauma. (laughs) You inflicted that trauma. That was one of the first mics I'd ever gone to. I'm like, this is great. (laughs) Is this what comedy is? like, oh. Well, so, like, that was, like. This guy's going to get shot. Yeah, well, but, I mean, that was one of those things of, like, I, to get, talk about that for a moment. Like, for me, I go, I hate I hate in my soul, I hate the idea of you getting on stage and some dumb asshole in the audience talking over your material. Because if I know you well enough to go, you worked and you prepared for this. You spent your entire week going, does this bit work? Does this bit not work or whatever? And I get fucking livid when somebody does that. So every time I see that in the show, I always go, can you shut the fuck up? I don't care if my set tanks. I need you to shut the fuck up to respect the other people who are working hard in this room. I hear what you're saying. Like, but at the same time, I love a drunken, messy bitch. <laughs> I will lean right on into it because, honey, if you want to be the star of the show, I will make you the star. Yeah. Let's, let's have you become the star of the show now because we're going to flip the fucking table here and I'm going to give you all of the attention you're asking for. Yeah. Don't tell her to shut the fuck up. Please keep talking so we can have a conversation because I'm going to destroy your essence. <laughs> to fucking live. And that's how I would handle it. But See, well, I, and I appreciate that. But what I was saying is, like, for me, uh, recently, I did a thing with, like, John Jacobs where, like, they had, uh, they had a bunch of us out in our underwear holding up signs for Tampa News I remember Force, that. Right? And so the thing that made me laugh about this is some dude pulled up and said... Hey, you fat faggot. <laughs> right? And I remember being so hurt, not because he had called me a faggot, but because he had called me fat. I love how Gaynus took a backseat to obesity. Right? That's not the first time so Gaynus took a backseat. But I am not giving up shit. <laughs> right? And so. But that was how I knew that, like, we were in, like, the 2020s because I remember being in the 90s, and if someone had called you a faggot, you were like, oh, I'm I'm about to go to jail. Like, I got to go fucking murder yeah. a dude now. <laughs> how now, dare you? Like, it's like now, I, for me, I'm at the point where if somebody were to throw that at me, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Are right, you still exactly. saying yeah. that to people? Are what? you not in therapy? <laughs> what is going on? Do some right. reflection. Right. I used to do a thing on stage about... Uh, me knowing several gay guys who assumed I was bisexual and how like that there was a time in my life that would have freaked me out. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't know, maybe you know some shit. I don't, you've, you've clearly got the experience here. I don't, you know, I what? mean, we, we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. We got the equipment. Right. And so, you know, to me, it's that thing of like, as far as people being represented, right. There's that thing of like, I love the fact of how far as a society we've come where again, where somebody calls me that and it's not an instant, like, Oh, I got to fight. It's like, Oh, my feelings are hurt. You called me fat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to not to be like the contrarian to that, but there's a part of me that misses the, the darker side of being gay. I don't mean that in a, I don't mean that in a way of like, I enjoyed the fear of like people either potentially harming me just because they could tell that mm-hmm. I am gay. But there was just, and God, the gay community would fucking hate I, anybody. I think I know this. where you're going but with But there's this. like, the, there was almost like this 
like I before you had to go to a gay bar mm-hmm. to be yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. you, 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 like I can go anywhere in St. Pete right now and make out with a man in, in the in the restaurant. No one, most people aren't going to say anything, and if they have an opinion, they'll keep it to themselves. But you know, fifteen years ago, 20, 30 years ago, it'd be different, and like there was almost it was a different community at the time. It was almost rebellious. It was almost yep. like. We don't really give a fuck. So like kind of like a counterculture thing? Yeah, it was very counterculture. And it was like there was a subculture within society of like, you know, we had our space. Not that I don't think we're worthy of being open in ourselves, but we were, it was just a different atmosphere. So so I basically, mine's a little more in a different direction, but I've had this conversation with a friend of mine, real close friend of mine. And I asked him, I said, like, is, I guess the word would be sexy. Is being gay now like less sexy? It's almost trend. It's like a trend. Like or, I'm sorry, it's more queer. Queerness so, yeah. is a so, trend. So what you're saying is you liked gay bars before white women were just going in there to get drunk. <laughs> oh, honey, white women been going in gay bars since gayness started. But but I'm meaning in the sense of there was um, I don't know. I guess I'm nostalgic for the idea of like I had to I had to like literally fight my way into coming out Mm. and like i i had these certain constraints i had to function within like i still would even if i was i was married i never held my husband's hand walking down the street even though i think it would have been okay i just it was ingrained in me but um i don't i'm not trying to like what's the word i'm not trying to uh uh, make it sound appealing because it was there was a lot of terrible things that happened to gay people but the culture itself has changed and i think me personally i knew um, being gay had really become mainstream when capitalism got its hands in it. Yeah. And right. that's when it changed because it's like, hey, girl, yes, queen, for the month of June, we're putting rainbow flags on everything. And it's like so fake. To every fucking pride, every year I have to sit and listen to him be angry that Pepsi is making their cans rainbow. I mean, right. at which I, point, I, I my, appreciate my it. attitude is always, what the fuck do you expect? Of course they're going to do that. They're going to make them pick it's for the breast cancer. The they're going to make Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. They they didn't want to do it and then they do- they saw that it made money and now they're all about inclusive whatever. Right. It's like, well, if y'all had just been cool to begin with, we wouldn't have to have any of this, so, right? I, yeah, that's again, maybe I'm in a different track, but like you're seeing the mainstreaming of a lot of stuff now to the point where even I would say it's, I mean, it ain't like, you know, in the, you know, there's no kinky sitcoms, but kink, even just the idea of living kink is becoming like, Oh, well don't kink shame. And it's like, at some point, when do you remove kind of what's hot about it? (laughs) You know what I mean? What's hot about, you know, what I used to be the only guy I knew that ate ass and now eating ass is just normal on the table. Shit. Eat the booty like groceries. It's like, okay, yeah. it's now so popular that it's like a routine right. daily task. And I think really what's happened, it's almost like our internal selves because of the era that we grew up in. You know what's changed in all of this? This The only dynamic that's changed that's created the environment that we're talking about is shame. Right. Nobody yeah. has any shame anymore. And I'm not saying you should, should be. be shameful. I just said on this microphone without hesitation yeah. about I eat ass. Right. I also talked about my foreskin earlier. <laughs> yeah. You've so, got I'm, no, some I mean, tastes. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's absolutely right. But kind of, you know, to both of your points, 
to me, the thing that annoys me and kind of along the lines of like removing what is sexy about it is, especially when capitalism gets involved, I go, if you were just being inclusive, fuck yeah, right. rad. What I don't like and what he hates me bitching about is I go, when it comes to Pride Month and you have gay water, I go, that's not being inclusive. That's going like, oh, we'll sell to the queers on this month because it earns us more money, but we don't actually want them to be a... And it's like, no. By the way, Black History Month, does a black person really feel any more important in the month of February. Right. Like, like t- teach it but, all but, year round. Right. <laughs> like, don't don't segregate it in the sense of, like, well, we need to give them their own month. We need to give Latinos their own month or else nobody will know about At the about end of the this. day, and just let me fuck who I want. Let me marry who I want. Let me abort what I want. And let's just leave it at that. <laughs> right? Like, that. period, end of sentence. I don't give a fuck what you do, who you do it with. But then again, I also have been called an Uncle Tom homo. So <laughs> I'm probably not the one to <laughs> really be hashing out the body politics. The pulse of society right now. To be able to break down the whole idea of the Uncle Tom home, like there's so much there that just doesn't work. I have. I actually just recently wrote a bit about that, just like leaning into the fact that someone legitimately called me that, and I'm just like, what? Like, what does that mean? That's uh, like I know what it means. We all know what it means, but it's like, oh, you're one. What does it really mean? You're one of the good ones. It's like, all right, well, shut the fuck up. I'll take my dick out and put it in your mouth so you can just stop talking. Like I'm done with you. It's not even about arousal at that point. Just shutting someone else up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. By the way, (laughs) I don't disagree. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't disagree with any of what you said about the gay water. Here's what you are. <laughs> you're, Thank you. You're, Did it turn you gay? You're the comic book fan who still gets angry when they kill a character and bring him back six months later. It's like, what the fuck did you expect them to do? To That's do better. what they do. Yeah, but guess what? And this I feel like we can say about everything in life is what I expected them to do is do better. But you because know, we all know. But you know Pepsi ain't gonna. Yeah, but guess what? If you... De- and uh, this is just saying it in general. This is, this is the crazy ex-girlfriend. You can't fix her. She's going to do what she do. You can't fix Pepsi. You can't fix the fucked up corporate mindset. It is. See, and but this is where I disagree with you because we have. That's literally what things like Sto- like the Stonewall Inn, if you're talking about the gay community, if you're talking about like the black community, yeah, civil rights and things like Pepsi that. But Pepsi wasn't involved like, at the time. No, it was just a bunch of pissed off trannies. Right. Yeah, But at, what I'm saying, though, is at a certain point that was the culture there were stores like i think it was like mayfields or whatever when they were like before sears who were like we don't sell to black people and then black people put pressure on them and they started sending out catalogs to black communities until you demand that people do better people are just gonna sit right but but you're also talking about do better on a totally more like abstract way level i guess would be the word an abstract level of Okay, we did because be- here's what Pepsi's gonna say: we did better. We got the gay water now. 
Yeah, to which I go, then do better than that. Yeah, do better by not doing as good. Like, do a little bit less better. Like, you yeah. know, like it's like I don't know. At some point, I I lost that fire that still exists in you, where I'm like people around me getting mad that the third sequel sucked. And I'm like, dude, it's the third sequel. The third sequel <laughs> always sucks. I, yeah. What are you mad about? Which I, I, I know, Troll 2. Right. Well, here, here's the thing, though, right? I, and I understand what you're saying. But for me, I go, I think it's great that you have included black characters in your whatever, right? right. But what I would appreciate is I know you've included black characters, but if you would stop coming out and marketing and going, hey, we got a bunch of Negroes in this. You yeah. guys happy now? I mean, I go, that would be great. I don't, I, you know who's not happy about it? The Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> They're not real big fans of it. And again, I don't disagree with the cynicism of it at all. You're spot, I agree with everything you're saying. I don't see how it's possible to even get mad about it anymore. It's like, yeah, that's what they do. You know, I mean, uh, they, the, the corporate, I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You people, <laughs> you people. All right. We have gone way over. We could be doing this all day. Clearly, Mr. Hugh, I forgot your last name. Carrie. Hugh Carrie. Do it. you have things to pimp and, and, uh, um, no, not. I mean, I got shows coming up, but I don't know when this is coming out. But this, you know, we're, do, you do, we're doing this. Er, we're trying to get this one out on December first. So anything in so past you can that. see me around town. I'm. You know, I go to, I'm at different clubs at different times, get booked on different shit. I might be in Fort Myers. I might be in Tampa. Damn. I'll be at Side Splitters on Sunday. I'm hosting the mic. I go, Do you have a Twitter or an Instagram people can follow? I don't do the Twitter because I fucking hate Twitter. Good for um, you. I am on Instagram, but minimally. Uh, Hugh underscore Carrie 22. I have a TikTok, which I sparingly post on. Um, but yeah, I'm on Facebook. Hugh Carrie. I'm pretty much the only one on there. So mm. that name. Hey, uh, Rafiq. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Uh, go ahead. So, uh, so how about this? So how about this? Are you, are you sure that's the question you want to ask? Is so how about this? Well, I mean, so how about this? All right. Well, let's ask you. So, so how about this? How about it, y'all? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Everything we do matters. Hey, thanks for listening to that episode of So How About This. Whatever you are using to listen, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, hit whatever extra button they make you push these days. On Twitter, you can find us at So How About This One. The words are So How About This, followed by the number one. Leave us some beautiful comments there. Ask us questions. If you want us to talk about something on the podcast, let us know. We'll bring it up while we record, and uh, we'll see you next time.